Welcome to the Shovel Pass, the NFL podcast for those that need that extra hour of football talk to get them over the hump and through the week. I'm Nick Sawyer, and I'm joined weekly by a few of my closest friends, Will Sawyer, Phil Heim, and Chris Heim, as we discuss all things NFL football from the games of the week, surprises, predictions, high performers, not-so-high performers, and anything else that stands out. Thank you for checking us out, and please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. We sincerely appreciate it. All right, welcome to this week's episode of the Shovel Pass Podcast. I'm Nick Sawyer. As always, I'm joined by my brother, Will. And this week we have our resident Steelers fan, Chris Heim, back in the building. So this week we actually start off by rehashing a little bit of what we talked about last week, which was the AFC North. We give Chris a chance to make his case for the Steelers. Then we get into the meat of this episode, which is the best in the West, the AFC and NFC West preview. So we break down those teams, those divisions, and where we think they're going to finish at the end of the year. And as always, a few laughs are had, a few funny stories, a few good moments. Hope you enjoy. Let's get to it. Okay, welcome to the Shovel Pass Podcast. This week I'm here with my brother, Will Sawyer, and uh, Chris Heim, our uh, faithful Steelers fan. How you doing, guys? Doing good. Sunny. (laughs) (laughs) I love you for that, Chris, your sunny disposition. (laughs) So so Chris got to miss out on on all our uh, Steeler bashing last week. Yeah. That's your chance to respond, because yeah, sorry, I was no. I was it's not your us. chance to respond. <laughs> you missed it. <laughs> We've already decided the Steelers are uh, second in that division. I think that's third. actually more generous than I thought. I was I was going to say it's a toss up between second and third. I was leaning towards third, but we'll see. Really depends depends on they play through October. If they're if they if they're like three and one, four and one by mid October, I think they have a good chance of finishing second. I honestly am not sold on Baltimore, but we can get into that later. Three and one or four and one by October. Yeah. Mid-October. That's what you say? Yeah. If they're if they're that record, they have a good chance of finishing second or better. If not, at Buffalo. At Buffalo, home against Las Vegas, home against Cincinnati, at Green Bay, yeah. home for Denver. There's, okay. there's three wins there at least. No, I wouldn't say at least, but there's three possible wins. Las yeah. Vegas is always a bit of a toss-up. I don't know. Some Sometimes they look like a hell of a team, and then the next week they'll look like... And Pittsburgh does historically the last three, four seasons play terribly against the AFC West. Terribly. <laughs> so, and they have we'll a great history of playing down to their competition. So I don't know. They we'll sure see. Do. I mean, yeah, I could definitely see them being three and two. After yeah. week five. Yeah. I could see them being two and two after four weeks. I don't think they're three and one. I could see them honestly sneaking in a win against Buffalo or Green Bay, but like, really? I, but it, that would be a, that wouldn't be a blow. That would be like a three point, like some, the other team just fucks up colossally and Pittsburgh just ekes it out. Yeah. The problem I have better. with that is that they're at Buffalo and at Green Bay. Yeah. That's the those issue. are two shitty away games. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. The only counterpoint to Buff, I think Buffalo is the better bet because Pittsburgh's defense travels well, especially first week of the season will be fresh. And uh, 
I don't see uh, Buffalo having done anything to address their running game. So Pittsburgh had quite a few strides to improve their previously abysmal running game. So if Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's recipe this year for success will be a very kind of pre-Manning era of just grind the ball out, grind the clock out, run, 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 stout defense. They'll be like the 90s Steelers. Well, that's that's what I told Will last week. I said they're doing their best Titans impression. Yeah. They draft that that workhorse big running back out of Alabama. Unit. Have you looked up Najee Harris? Yeah, he's like 6'3", 240, 230. Yeah. He's huge. Yeah, man. Big boy. He's Derrick Henry Jr. Yeah, I, I That was a comp I made for him before he Matt. got drafted because he's just Matt and from Alabama. too massive. Yeah. yeah. What did so. you say, Nick? He was 225 out of high school? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. 6'3", 230 coming out of high school. Yeah, that's preposterous. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's a he's a load. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So I I I predicted the uh, the Steelers are second in that division. I think Cleveland uh, takes the next step and uh, and takes that division. Steelers, I think, are actually going to be decent, pretty decent this year. I don't think mm-hmm. they're going to be. Um, not going to be as bad as people say. They're not going to sniff five hundred. No. No, I don't think they took a step back from last no. season. Let's put it that they, way. They improved. And uh, I think this is what I said last week, but it'd be hilarious to go back and look, uh, listen to the two. <laughs> oh, Nick, you, you didn't. You said they were going to be worse this year. No, anyways, I don't think they're going to be worse this year. I think they're going to be, if anything, a little bit. Well, I don't know whether they're going to be better because I think Cleveland's going to win the division. But yeah, I think they're second. And then uh, I think Baltimore yeah, um, I agree. Which is against what I'm hearing a lot. Uh, a I lot agree. of people are picking Baltimore to win that division and and be better than last year. No, I don't think I'm they saying. are. Honestly. That's what I'm saying is is I don't I, I don't think I don't see Baltimore having improved like Pittsburgh did. And Pittsburgh last year was a lot better than Baltimore. Like, and it showed when they played. Even though the games were a little close and scrappy, like Pittsburgh, watching both those games, there was never a, a moment where you think, oh, Baltimore ha- is going to come away with this because Pittsburgh just as much as you can. They contain Lamar Jackson. Obviously, he still had good games. He's Lamar Jackson. He went. Yeah, I just game, think but... more and more you're going to see teams, quote unquote, containing Lamar Jackson. Yeah, like he's he's getting to the point where, and then this is what I was. We don't have to run through all, all of what we said last week, right, Will? But basically, Lamar Jackson needed to get better at throwing the ball. A thousand percent. Than he has in the last three years. Yeah, and I just. I don't think I think he's plateaued. I don't think his yeah. improvement is coming, which means he's going to have to keep running the ball, and he can't keep that up. He can't run yeah. for a thousand yards every year. It's just not sustainable. So, yeah, uh, yeah at some point it's going to it's it's not going to work out. And I honestly so and they just lost Dobbs for the season. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Dobbins. Not Dobbs. Dobbs is the backup quarterback for Pittsburgh. <laughs> yep. I think they might have cut him, actually. Did they? Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. Well. Because they have a... Haskins and Rudolph, so. He had a few cups of coffee on the bench. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they just lost day. Dobbins, which yeah. they were planning on giving Dobbins, like, 350 Louis touches. Roll. Yeah, yeah. And, I uh, mean, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill are still good running backs. Like They, they, still they are. Table. Yeah, totally. Totally. There's, they're still going to be a 2,000-yard rushing team. Last year they had the record. They set the new record for rushing yards in a mm. season. They had over three thousand, I think. Uh, they beat a long-standing uh, Patriots record from like the eighties or maybe late seventies. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's Baltimore will 
their defense hasn't got better, in my opinion. Their offense has plateaued. I've been saying for years to anyone who listened that uh, I respect Lamar greatly, but he needs to improve as a passer. And until he does, they're gonna they're gonna plateau a little. They're gonna kind of crater out at about nine. Well, that's it. He was better than I thought he was at throwing the ball when he came out of college. Yeah, but he needed to get better, and he I, I haven't really yeah. seen him get. It's how do you, how do you make progressions? How do you throw from the pocket? And lastly, and and most certainly not leastly, you just can't trust Lamar to not take an inconveniently timed poop in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he needs he needs Pepto Bismol. He, he, he squeaked it out. He squeaked it out last year and yeah. and managed to win the game anyways. Which poor Cleveland, you can't even Pep- you can't even the win the game. Some Imodium. He just needs. A- Plug it up, man. <laughs> right. But Cle- think about this. Cleveland, like, if it isn't, like, if they haven't gone through enough over the last two decades, they can't even close out Baltimore at the end of the season <laughs> when the, with the, you know, with the playoffs on the line. Yeah. When, when their star quarterback has to take a dump in the middle of the game. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, anyways, um, he, he so, blew yeah. a literal raspberry at them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I just had cramping. Yeah. Poo cramps. <laughs> I've heard his quote was, no, I didn't pull a Paul Pierce. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> why go I throw the truth under the bus like that? <laughs> <laughs> Pierce admitted it. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Well, like, yeah. don't bring it up again. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Them's the breaks when you play pro pro sports. Yeah. If you got to take a shit in the middle of the game, people are going to talk about it. Yeah. Remember the days when the, the linemen used to just like hold a towel over their, over themselves and take a leak? Oh, I've never done that. That's disgusting. Just, just pee your pants. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> I I would just go to the bathroom before every practice or game. But I remember one time I was playing. Uh, I think Junior Argos. And we got to, I forget the team. It was some country team, right? Every kid on the other team showed up wearing like uh, sandals or flip-flops, cargo shorts, and like a Hawaiian <laughs> shirt. Every single one with straw hats. Um, and they were an okay team. But I had to, I got hit with like the poops really bad. Like it was an hour long bus ride. And the only uh, toilet they had was a porta potty. So I, it was like 38 degrees. So I had like a really, really, really sweaty poop in the porta potty. And then just went out to play. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, I gotta say, I I was running, I was running fast after that. I was flying down on because I was on kickoff. I was flying down the field on kickoff. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Well, I got, I got I got a lot of poop stories for you guys if you want. Yeah, the <laughs> inconvenient the podcast. <laughs> that's the inconvenient poop podcast. You can catch that later this week. <laughs> we just signed an exclusive deal with Spotify. <laughs> Thirty-five million for the podcast. <laughs> you might be onto something, Chris. You might be onto something. Everybody's got a poop story, yeah, for sure. and I guarantee people would want to listen to them for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Do you want to do AFC or NFC first? Let's go AFC. AFC, let's, perfect. Let's we gotta um, save the best for last. So I find a lot the AFC in general. <laughs> I find the AFC interesting in general because most of their quarterbacks that are starting now are all young. I'm trying to think of the oldest quarterback in the division, and ironically enough, well, probably Carson Wentz now. To be honest, he might be the oldest quarterback in that conference. Uh, but 
Pat Mahomes is, or Derek Carr might be as well. But anyways, Pat Mahomes is obviously the best undisputed quarterback in the conference. That being said, Justin Herbert, how good he looked last year with that bad of an offensive line. That can't be overstated. Like, he had a coach who got fired, an offensive line that was, I believe, dead last in efficiency and grading. And outside of Keenan Allen, a decent receiving core, but nothing to write home about. Like, um, they were a team that, without him at the helm, if they had Tyrod starting the whole season, I don't think they win more than five games. Um Justin Herbert is fantastic. He's incredibly talented. I think he's the second best quarterback in the division. And that comes from someone who adores Derek Carr and has since 2014. Um, I think that is probably one of the best quarterback divisions in the conference um, outside of whatever they have going on in Denver. Um, I think Denver has a great, great roster. Uh, I don't think it's as good as people are saying it is. But like I, I definitely don't think that if you bring someone over like a Tom Brady or Rodgers, they'll make that kind of Buccaneers-like step forward. The Bucks were a truly loaded roster. I don't think Denver's on that level. Um, but their quarterback situation is interesting because you have now at this point a journeyman in uh, Teddy who you know I always had great respect for. I thought he had a, a decent shot of being a top 15, top 12 quarterback before he got um, his knee shattered, I believe it was, in Minnesota. Um He's a very low upside guy from whatever I've seen from him. And Drew Locke is just, he's kind of an enigma. Like Drew Locke has a great arm, but he's not going to. Well, we don't really know what he is yet. And, you know, they're trying to, I I don't know. It's kind of hard to read. It feels like they're kind of trying to take their time with him and give him a chance to develop some more. But the it's like he's already started and now you're, you're putting him back onto the bench and saying, yeah. yeah, but now you need to develop. And and on top of that, he has a good receiving core. Cortland Sutton's a good receiver. KJ yeah. Hamler's a good receiver. Yeah. They have, I think Noah Fant is a very good tight end. Yeah. He's going to take a yeah. step forward as a receiving tight end. Yeah. Their offense is loaded. They have a very good offensive line. Garrett Bowles is one of the better tackles in the league. He's a top 10 tackle. That is the issue is an offense. The issue is just quarterbacking right now for that team. Their defense isn't the greatest. Um, they still got a decent secondary, and obviously they have uh, Vaughn Miller still, though he's a, on a little bit of a decline. He's getting a little more injury-prone, um, and Bradley Chubb is, is is pretty good on the other side of him. Well, but, I think that's going to be a big a, a big one this year for the, yeah. the Broncos is um, how how does their pass rush big time. look, and, big time. and can they can they deliver? Are they going to get injured? Are they going to stay healthy? Like. That's a big question. I honestly, I feel like the Denver Broncos are a big question mark. I don't really know what to make of them. Yeah, yeah. their roster looks pretty good, but they were bad last year. Yeah, very they bad. Were very bad poorly the year coached. Before. Poorly and coached. It's like, yeah, yeah, sure, but I, I just don't know what that means for them this year. And from- when you're looking at all the other teams in the division, you know, all of these teams this division i look at this division and i'm like this is the jekyll and hyde division mm-hmm. outside of outside of the kansas city chiefs week to week you never really know what you're going to get with the broncos or the raiders or the chargers the chargers i think are the ones on the upswing mm-hmm. yeah the They'll raiders some weeks look very good and then the next week they just drop a like yeah. drop their pants it's it's really yeah strange they're they're a hard one to read and i'm not really sure why but Mm -hmm. um 
So I don't know. Like I think the Chiefs are clear, clearly far and away the, the team taking I that agree. division. And then uh, behind them, I kind of want to say Chargers number two, mm-hmm. and the Raiders three, Broncos four. Just because that's all I the, have. It the too. Raiders and Broncos. I mean, it could go either way, but I, I until the Broncos show me something, I think the Raiders are probably that team. I think my mindset is almost exactly the same as yours uh, there, Nick. Honestly, I think it's going to be, I would say, I wouldn't be surprised if the discrepancy between the two seed in that division and the third seed in that, or sorry, the fourth seed in that division is within two or three games. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel sure. like like the Broncos could be a six or seven win team and the Chargers could be like a nine win team and the Raiders are somewhere in between there, uh, plus or minus a game on either end. But, no one's going to come within three games of the, of the Chiefs. The Chiefs will be like... Oh, you don't 14, think so, eh? No, they'll be 14-3 and three, at least. They're just too good. Their offensive line got better, way better. Their offensive line was better than when they won the Super Bowl. They got uh, Orlando... Um, I forget his last name. From, um, uh, from, from uh, Baltimore. He's a stud at left tackle. He was a great right tackle, even better at left. I don't think he... Since he switched, I think he gave up like six quarterback touches like i don't think he gave up a sack maybe, maybe, maybe he gave up one sack last year when he switched to the other side of the line uh they got joe tooney from uh from uh, new england they brought in yeah. Kyle long that's a stud yeah. offensive line and on top of that they got our canadian boy laurent coming back and he's a good blocker and he's fighting for a spot on that o-line mr duvernay yeah he's Doctor okay Duvernay's. he's okay if you look up his pro football focus rating two years ago mm-hmm he was bad. Hmm. He was, he yeah. He was at the bottom of the 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 pool of O linemen in, in the in entire fairness, league. He he was he was also focused on saving lives as a doctor. So I'll give him a pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he's he's kind of caught in that. What have you done for me lately? Bin. Yeah, for sure. Like, Will chime in. What do you think? Honestly, I I had the teams in the same order. Um, I I don't necessarily agree with. Chris, that nobody's going to come within three games of Chiefs. I, I think that's that's maybe more uh, aggressive than I'm willing to go. Yeah, um, but I'm all for the hot takes, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> three games. You think, Chris? Do you think they're a 14 win team? They were a 14 win team last year. They've only gotten better. Um, were they? Was, yeah, they were 14 they had two last 14 year. Wins last year, and the their closest uh, second was uh, eight wins. So yeah. I, I definitely think that, like they had a wow, six game differential. Damn. They had a six game differential, so I don't think any team <laughs> except for maybe the Chargers will be good enough to come close to three games. Like so, what I'm saying is Chargers at their peak will be an 11 win team, but the floor mm. of the Chiefs is 14 wins. The floor, no. their floor. I don't agree with that. I don't no, agree with I that. I don't agree with that. Um, they're just too good, and they're going to be pissed off they lost in the Super Bowl. They're going to have something to prove. They're yeah, a scary no. team that's such a loaded roster and such a loaded offense, but they got smacked around the Super Bowl, and now they have something to prove. Now they got something to be like, hey, you know what? That was an aberration because before that game, Pat Mahomes was just absolutely unstoppable. And even in that game, he played fantastic. It's just his offensive line was rubbish. Yeah, all fair points, think, Chris. I think all fair points, hit but you're wrong. Uh, 49ers <laughs> and, uh, and, and half the team's going to get injured this year. <laughs> Yeah, no, I well, no, I, fair points will, but you're wrong too. Yeah, they don't have the Niners training staff. They can't, they can't get the Niners bug because they don't have that training staff. 
No, but I anyway, think the answer. I think aside, any team, any team can get blown up in a second. So uh, despite I, both of your the, the hyperbole on both sides of of the spectrum here between the two of you, I think the the I think the answer falls somewhere in between. I think they regress a little bit. They're not a fourteen win team again, and and I know a lot of people probably disagree with me because, well, why not? Their roster is only better than it was last year, and they were so dominant last year. Um, because it's difficult. It's hard to win That's 14 all. games, yeah. and the other teams in the division are better. That's true, but I don't know if they're so, that much better. No, could, you're right, but I just think like you're one in, one or two injuries away from dropping true. a game or two, and like I just don't think their floor, I guess, when you said their floor is 14 wins. Mm-hmm. Okay, and fair. what what the ceiling fair. is a perfect season? I mean, yes, that's not incon- like I don't think it's I don't not think inconceivable, okay? Like 16 and 1 maybe. I think yeah, I mean 14 and 3. Are they going to lose more than 3 games? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. You could maybe convince me and I, I would be able I would be willing to budge to 13 and 4, but they're just like if, if we play I think the, they're 13 and if, 4 team. Let's I'm going to say 13 okay. and 4. That's I'm gonna where go, I'm going to I'm going to stick with go. 14 and 3 because yeah. it, we we could play the that. hypothetical we could play the yeah. hypothetical injury game all we want, but that also <laughs> means like like what if yeah. the Chargers get blown up? Like what happens if 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 Justin Herbert goes down? Like that's that's well, just... no, fair enough. And the Chargers so, have this curse where they just seem to lose every game by a every field game goal. that's close. Yeah, yeah. every every one score game they're on the wrong side of. But if looking at it, at they do now, and and I don't I don't like saying oh the the team on paper you know it's so good because that's how many times has that blown up like a decade ago when Philadelphia Philadelphia Eagles with uh, the latter half of uh, of uh, Michael Vick were supposed to be one of the best teams in the league they were like. Oh yeah, or something. Whatever but, the dream team, yeah, yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. But Kansas is just, and they've been so good since 2018. They yeah. were 13 and three, then 12 and four, then 14 and two, including two Super Bowl appearances and three straight conference championships. Like, and the best quarterback in the league. Uh, I, just I mean, don't, I just don't see them going less than 14. And now that I'm looking at it some more, I mean, I don't know that your your claim that they they beat it, the closest team by at least three games is all that outlandish. Because they did it by six last season, and obviously all the teams got better, but yeah. did they really improve by three yeah, games? Yeah, not, not, I mean, I'm looking at the roster for the Chargers. Like, okay, Herbert, you 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 expect he'll take a step forward. He'll take yeah. the next step. Good. But he, he might not. You, n- you never know. Like, the second year for a quarterback can be kind of tough after True. people have a full year of film to, to study. Slump. Right? Their running back position is nothing special. I mean, I, I I'm a big fan of Austin Eckler, but mm-hmm. he's not. I don't. He's not that scary. No, he's not someone you game plan around. No, not really. No, and on top he's, of that, he's better than you'd expect him to be, but he's he's not one of the best. Yeah. La wide also, receiver. I mean, Keenan Allen is one of the best. Yeah, he's a Mike top Williams. Seven is okay, I guess. But on top of that, L.A. lost. It's kind of weird saying the L.A. Chargers. The Chargers lost Melvin Ingram to free agency to Pittsburgh. Thank God. But so he he still had oh nine, yeah he still yeah, had yeah. nine sacks, eight or nine sacks last year. That's production opposite Joey Bosa. Like Joey Bosa is a mm-hmm. top five pass rusher. Both 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 Bosas are top five six pass rushers. But I don't see who's going to step up to fulfill nine sacks outside opposite Joey Bosa. You know what I mean? Like that's. That's a pretty, and he was a captain for that team. He's been there for a while, high productor, high productivity guy. 
defensive culture guy. He was a gold star captain. Like he's been a captain for like five plus years. Like that's going to be difficult to replace. Mm-hmm. So I think the chargers will be better. They won't be, they'll be above 500. How much above 500? I don't know. I think their ceiling is about 11 games, 11 wins. Yeah. I don't um, think they're going to, I I'm actually, I'm going to say they're 10, yeah. 10 wins. And 10 I think, seven. I think, I think the Raiders ceiling is about 10 games, but 10 wins, but I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if they finished like eight and nine, nine and nine and eight, if they finished in that range, yeah. if they were like, like, all right. So Chris, what are you saying? Chargers 10 and seven. Uh, I'm going to go with, are you going to give them that 11? I'm going to give them 11. Chargers Ooh, 11. Ooh, Okay. That's, Will? that's, that's the least secure pick. I had. Wilson. I, I, I'm going to go both directions on that one. I, I I'm going to say the chargers win one less. Uh, but the the KC actually only wins twelve games. Twelve. Wow. Oh, that's a, that's a hot take. Let the hate mail rain down upon you. <laughs> twelve. Just to five. be different. Just to be different. And yeah. and what'd you what'd you say for the Chargers? Uh, ten wins. So ten and ten, seven. Ten and seven. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh! You think they're gonna come within two games? Woo! The well, you're drama. Well, you're a wild man. Yeah. Herbert, the next Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> like two years younger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and then I, I'm going to say uh, Raiders, then Broncos. Uh, yeah. The Raiders at... I'm going to put them at nine wins. Yeah, that's what I got them at. That's fair. And then Denver at... Seven, I'd say. I'll call six. I don't know. I think the I, I want I want more for Teddy B and and I yeah. I like the Broncos, but I don't know. Just just my gut right now in this I moment. Think, I think their range is between five and about eight wins, maybe nine wins for the Broncos. Everything lines up. Uh, but that's their range of wins. Obviously, it's kind of wide. <laughs> I give a four four game range there. Um, their range is probably the widest in that division, I'd say. Um, the Raiders will probably be between seven and nine wins. Um, I'm going to have them... I'm going to go with eight. I'm going to say they're going to be eight and nine. Chargers will be 11 and uh, six. Damn, the 17 game sets is going to screw me up for the next 10 years. And the uh, Chiefs will be 14 and three at the minimum. I don't know, man. Denver... They have a nice early schedule. At the Giants, win. At the Jacks, at the the Jaguars, win. At or no, at, at home for the Jets, win. They're starting three and zero, baby. I I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped one. If they dropped one of those, <laughs> seriously, I wouldn't be surprised. Not the then Jacksonville. They play Baltimore at home, probably lose that. They go to Pittsburgh, probably lose that. Yeah. Home for Las Vegas, there could be an either way, you know. Yeah, divisional games are wacky. Big win. Lose at Cleveland. Win at home against the Washington football team. Oh, I don't know about that. Then they go at Dallas and at home for Philly. Like, that's one, two, three, four, five, six... Six and four. 
Like I'm saying they could have six wins before the bye week and that's week 11 and they got another like eight weeks. Yeah, that, that's, what I, that's what I was saying earlier is I think uh, Denver has the highest variance of wins. Like they could be a five-win team or they could be a nine-win team. All like right. I mean, I, spot. I, I, I'm, I'm going to predict right now that they, they lose to the Jets. <laughs> was it week <laughs> <Yeah>. three? <laughs> Sorry, but, then, but then down the stretch. So then after their bye, listen to this. At home for the Chargers, at the Chiefs, at home for Detroit, at home for Cincinnati, at Las Vegas, at the Chargers, at home for Kansas City. Yeah, that's, that's like wild. they get they're lucky to come out of there with two wins. Yeah, that's a gauntlet. So, yeah, and um, and hey, maybe by that point, Jared Goff has has figured out the magic sauce to make Detroit win. <laughs> I think they're six and seven. Six seven wins, so I'm gonna say, I'm gonna I'm gonna be generous and say they're a seven win team. Did you write down what I said? I think I said also seven. Did you? I think so. Okay. I'll go with. So let me revise that again. I'll, I may have said six, but I'll say I'll say this: Kansas fourteen wins, LA eleven wins, Raiders eight, Broncos seven. Okay, so two losing teams. Yeah. And Will and I somehow think that the top three teams are all going to have winning records. <laughs> I don't know, man. That doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? I feel like we did that with all the other divisions, too. I just think the top three teams are all going to have winning records. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Uh, I think... I think uh... Las Vegas and uh, Denver have the same ceiling of nine wins, but I think Vegas just has a higher floor. Um, but yeah, a quick aside: Did you guys? Did anyone else pick for the AFC South? Jacksonville finishing last again? I don't yeah. think. Yeah, because I don't think I don't like the Texans suck, but they're not. They're oh not, no! No no no, roster, no! 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 Roster is not as bad as Jacksonville's. No. no, we totally picked the Texans last. I don't know about that. I think Jacksonville will be lucky we get three wins this year. Even with Trevor Lawrence, they're gonna get. Oh alive. no! The, oh, the te- the Texans are so bad. Oh, oh yeah, they are. So you want to see here? Here's our predictions, Chris. You missed out on this. What do you think yeah. they're gonna go? Who the the Jags? Yeah. yeah. Quick quick aside. Jags Texans. Three wins. Three wins for the Jags. Yeah. Whoa. Three and fourteen. Yeah. Yikes. All right. And Texans. Four. Oh my goodness! All right, four and thirteen—that's yeah. amazing. All right, yeah. no, we had <laughs> your your dear brother Philip had the Texans at zero and seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a crackhead take for sure. And the Jags at four and thirteen. Well, so uh, that, that Will had the Jags at four and thirteen, and he had the Texans at two and fifteen. Yeah, I, I had that. the Jags at five and twelve, and the Texans at two and fifteen. No, both rosters suck. Both rosters are devoid of any premier talent except for Trevor Lawrence. Um, but I, just, I, I like, wouldn't say that. I, I honestly, I think the Jacksonville team has a lot more talent than the Texans know. right now. That that yeah. offensive line is disgusting. Mm. Mm. They're they're like yeah. for a rookie quarterback. Like I, I get they have some decent receivers on that receiving core. They got a bunch of twos, high threes, but man, that O line. Like if 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 Trevor Lawrence is under duress the entire season, like, come on, man. I, and that roster is just, it's just terrible. Like Gardner Minshew, 
I don't think he's a horrible quarterback. I think he's a a, a B plus backup. Like he's he's someone I would want in my in my in my room. And the fact that another quick aside, the fact that the Eagles got a six round pick for him, like that's where in my head I think Jacksonville is going to be in trouble because Urban Meyer right now is making so many decisions that don't make sense. He's already fired a coordinator. He's brought in two coordinators who were people. Everyone was like, why would you bring those guys in? Their career bounced around the league, guys. They stay in a place for a year or two and then fuck off. But he is seemingly having a tough time keeping that locker room as it is, as the reports that I've read are. Uh, his personal decisions have been baffling. Like getting rid of Minshew, who's a quality backup. I don't know why you would trade him. I would keep Minshew in case Lawrence goes down. Why would you trade away Gardner Minshew? Like, he's a capable backup. <laughs> Who do they have as their backup now? I don't know. Not Gardner Minshew. He's a <laughs> he's a he's a low he's a Why low are we end talking starter. about the Jacksonville Sorry. Jaguars? I, I just wanted I saw a trip that in, in case you guys were wrong and uh, you all were. <laughs> no, they got CJ Beathard. That's nothing. That's a nothing. That's a nothing. He's not as nearly as good as Gardner Minshew. And Gardner Minshew went one in fifteen with those guys. I mean, CJ Beathard is capable. He's a he's a capable backup. I don't think. I mean, Minshew, I I'm a, what, I like Minshew, but am I wrong? But was Minshew not a little bit vocal saying that uh, he he had no intention of settling for second string that he wanted to be a starter? Okay, I didn't hear that. But in in Philadelphia, he's not going to be a starter either. That right now, uh, not, he has right now. he has way more opportunity True. to take over there than he does in Jacksonville. Yeah, he does, but he, even sure. still, though, you, you if, take Trevor Lawrence number one overall. Like it's it, your fate is kind of sealed there. You're not going. You're on the field. bench for three, four years, yeah. unless he yeah. breaks his leg in half. Yeah. You're on the yeah. bench. Yeah. So sure. and and to your point about Urban Meyer, I'm going to do my best defense of Urban Meyer here. I read this week that the locker room actually loves him. And when I say locker room, I mean, I read a story about one player who really loves him <laughs> because when they had a baby and they were in the hospital and his wife was being pressured by the nurse to give the baby formula, but she wanted to breastfeed only. She wanted strictly breast milk diet for her baby. He, the, the player called coach because he didn't know what to do and the coach called the ceo of the hospital to sort it out and she was allowed to feed her baby purely breast milk that's pretty cool man that's actually a pretty cool story so this player fucking do (laughs) (laughs) so this player this player really loved the fact that coach went to back for him over the smallest yep. fight in yeah. America. <laughs> sorted out the breast milk kerfuffle. That kind of reminds me of in Borat when he's giving um, <laughs> cheese to a Washington diplomat and he tells him it's his wife's breast milk. <laughs> uh, I know it's silly, but I don't know. Yeah. So I'm okay, rooting. Okay. For, I'm rooting. Ur- for Urban Meyer. Meyer cares about his players. He's not the first coach. Yeah, he's not the last coach, no. and he won't. He wouldn't be the first coach to care about his players and fail at his job. I mean, he so. kept Aaron Hernandez out of trouble when he was at Florida. <laughs> that means more well, than anything. Well, you just sorry, said. <laughs> sorry. He didn't keep him out of trouble. He kept him out of jail. But yeah, potatoes, potatoes, right? He kept him from hitting the news, so he did a good job greasing palms yeah. down in South Beach. <laughs> he knows who to call. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, back back to business. All right. 
So I think we just finished up with the uh, with the AFC West, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah we did for sure. All right, uh, Will, what did you say for the Broncos? I didn't catch it. I don't know what did I say. Um, I think you said seven. I think six. I think six. Six. I think, yeah, I said six. Six and eleven. Okay. All right. NFC West, the best yeah. of the West. Start at the bottom of the division. <laughs> Arizona. Will go Arizona. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. Arizona. All right. Fair enough. You think they're the bottom, eh? I think so. Okay. Who who who's below them? The the Rams? No, I, I no. listen, no. I didn't say I disagreed with you, but yeah. I mean, make your point. Prove I, your argument. I, I, I don't know. For me, Arizona hasn't made enough strides uh, to be dramatically better. This year, whereas but they got JJ. Like, okay, <laughs> um, I don't know that that I don't know. I don't know that that means as much. Wait, as you mean that an aging pass rusher with a broken back isn't going to save them? No, <laughs> <laughs> and and I don't know that any pass rusher alone was going to save them. So there's that, uh, and whereas I do feel like the Rams took. A step forward uh mm-hmm. and 49ers just need their place to stay healthy mm-hmm. uh and and they're hands down a better team and and uh seattle i don't know seattle's seattle like if you just put russell wilson on the field he'll beat the oh. cards sure yeah well, okay unless the hail murray comes around again right yeah whatever I think I think that's that might be the only division I think that goes every team above five hundred. I think the Arizona Cardinals maybe nine probably nine win team, at least nine and eight. I I wouldn't be surprised if they were. Um, I think the Niners, depending on what happens with regards to injury, because they've been a little they've been hit by the injury bug the last three four seasons. If they're healthy, that's a twelve win team at least. If they're not, seven or eight wins, right? Um, it's a good roster. They're well coached. Kyle Shanahan is an excellent run schemer. Like just watching. The oh, it's wild, isn't open, it? It's, oh, it, that no third, one, that last preseason game, like they they gave us a little taste at the beginning dude, there of what they're gonna look like. Get, it's sick. If if either of the Shanahans had a healthy offensive line, my fat ass is running for fifty yards in a game. Easily. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm just going to get three yards a pot because I'm slow shit. Oh, Chris, don't do, be so do, hard on yourself. Do, do you do you remember when uh, the, the elder Shanahan brought in Tatum Bell off yeah. of, I, I think I think he was working as a car, used car salesman a week before. They, he brought him in and in one week he put him on the field and at the end of the season I think he had over a thousand yards rushing. Oh, he did it like yeah. three years in a row. It was like every year he had some no-name third stringer shopping mall clerk he'd just bring in and they'd run for a thousand yards. Yeah. Like that zone blocking scheme, that zone running scheme that yeah. they run. Unbelievable. Is just... it, it, it's so so simple too. But just so complex. <laughs> it's amazing. It's simply beautiful. That's what it is. Simple but difficult. Yeah. Easy to pick up, difficult to master. Yeah. All right, so the Cardinals, yeah, all right. So my, my thoughts on the Cardinals. Uh, I agree. I think they're the bottom of the division. Um, I think they're a, a decent team. I think all the teams in this division are good teams. Yeah. Um, 
the my reason for the Cardinals by far the worst coaching in yeah, the division. Hundred percent. The addition of JJ Watt to me is inconsequential. Mostly, he's a name. Maybe he gets some attention because he is who he is. They still have Chandler Jones, which is good. Um, Kyler needs to take the next step. Him and Kingsbury kind of, you know, this is that there's a, there's a, a decent amount of pressure on them this season to to show that they're getting better. Um, and then bearing fruit from that high draft pick. But I just think more than anything, it's not so much that I don't like the cards. I just don't think in this division (laughs) they're coming out of it alive. Mm -hmm. Well, and in another division, they win the division. Put it this way. Last year, they were eight and eight with San Francisco being dismembered. So are they able to are they able to do even as point. well as last year? That's a good point. When right. right arguably the strongest team in the division was completely handicapped. That's a really good point, actually. And also on top of that, you guys touched on it too. Kingsbury is by far and away the worst coach in that division. I honestly am not even sold that he's an NFL coach yet, an NFL head coach. Because he was a losing coach in college. Nothing he's done has been special, really, so far in the NFL. I don't know if the Niners are healthy, if he can bring them to 500. Well, there's no 500, but above 500. Um, that's a good point, Will. I mean, he hasn't been a dumpster fire, but he's no. made some really questionable decisions. His game yeah. management is is really sketchy. Well, also, for an offensive guru, supposedly, like that offense is fine with Kyler Murray. Like he's, I think Kyler Murray's going to be a star quarterback, a superstar quarterback at some point. He's going to be a top-eight quarterback. Um, but I don't know, like that offense, that running game just hasn't existed yet. It's been a lot of relying on Kyler Murray. It's been a lot of what I see in Seattle where the offense is just Russ. There's no elegance to that offense. It's just whatever Russ does is what, what their offense does. They live and die by him. Same in Arizona. They live and die by Kyler Murray. Even more though. That's the mm-hmm. problem. Russ actually has some really good weapons. DK is legit. True. That's true. Tyler yeah. Lockett is a production machine. Yeah. But no running game though for years. Yeah, I mean, and their O line is terrible. Dogs breakfast. Terrible. So, um, all right, yeah, I like I like the uh, the cards finishing last uh, record. That's I'm gonna put one. them back at eight eight. I wins. agree. I think they lose yeah. one more game this year with the extra game, but I, I think they're at eight wins. I agree. All right. Well, that makes three of us. That's really boring. But <laughs> I'm gonna fine. say I'm gonna say seven. I losses came in then. first. You fuckers copied me. I'm gonna say seven. Yeah. I'm gonna say seven losses. Actually, I had written down nine wins, but I honestly I don't think they're a nine win team. Yeah, I'll, I'll go seven. I'll go seven and uh, ten. Okay, seven and ten. Sorry, I'm writing this down, guys. So for me, I want to have this as proof. The most interesting thing is is. Uh, San Fran, they're the, they're, the, they're the the unknown. Like they are the ones that will, they're the kingmakers, so to speak, in that division. I think if if the Niners, so? yeah, if they're firing, they can take that division. If yeah. if because Shan, Shanahan yes. is, is so brilliant, I truly believe this. Looking at that little bit in the preseason when they had Garoppolo and Trey Lance taking snaps on the same drive, 
that is going to confuse the fuck out of so many defenders and so many defensive coordinators. Like, that's a team where, barring significant injury, like they had the last, you know, two of the last four years, I would I would not be shocked if they actually pulled ahead or were right there with LA to, uh, to the very end. Very end yes, season. Chris. I think Seattle, I think San Fran, and I think LA will all be within two games, and I think at least two of those teams will have the same record. And yeah. it'll be it'll come down right. to who has better divisional games, with better like tiebreaker stuff. Chris, you are Wait. smarter than you look, my friend. <laughs> I love it. it <laughs> it's funny as you're saying that I was kind of putting together my picks. Uh, I, I'm going to call out San Fran with 13 wins. That's a little ambitious. I, I'm going to put Oof. Seattle and LA both at 11 wins. I want to see that happen. Yeah. Okay. I, I agree with Seattle at 11. I think I'm going to play it a little safe and just say San Fran at 12. I think I'm comfortable with that. And then LA at 12 as well. That's what I'm going to go with. Woo. So it's going to be, it's going to be neck and neck. That's going to, there's going to be, there's going to be two. So what does that leave playoffs. Seattle with? 11. 11. So 11, 12, 12 and 11. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You think are, that's a yeah. monster. Yeah. I mean, sure. I, not that I'm predicting anything worse, <laughs> really. I but, think uh, there's three playoff yeah. teams in that division. There's three playoff teams for sure. That's nuts. Honestly, I mean, that's if, wacky, if any, but yeah, I could be. If I mean, the problem is, is they might just cannibalize themselves a little bit, right? Each team is going to, they're all going to split games in the division. And those divisional games are going to be so, yeah, yeah, so important and so devastating. Like, <laughs> and I think Arizona is going to win at least two of those divisional games, too. Like, no, I think so, too. Swept. Yeah, that's it's what I have here. They're going to be two and four in the division. Yeah. And then you're going to have two teams at three and three, and then one team that, that, Gets an extra, an extra win. I think so. I think the Niners are 12, 12 win team as well. I think they're twelve and five. I just think it's it's too difficult in that division to to not lose five games all season. Yeah, like especially yeah. if two or three of those losses are going to come inside the division. Um, and then what? You got to run the schedule basically. Which I'll say this about the Niners. Okay, the Niners. Um, and I know you guys are not the biggest fans of strength of schedule. But um, the Niners have one of like the fourth easiest schedule. But usually, by strength on, of schedule. On, honestly, their, their schedule outside of their own division is pretty favorable. Yeah. Um, their, their biggest competition all season outside of their own division, they, they play the Packers, the Bills, and the Cowboys. Packers, Packers, Bills, and Cowboys. They beat the Cowboys. No, they odds are they don't play uh, the Cowboys. What are you talking about? Or sorry, what am I looking at here? Oh, I don't know no. what you're looking at. They play the Packers week three. Yeah, they play Back- Indy week. You're right. You're right. You're right. Seven. They play Minnesota and Tennessee. Outside of that, yeah, yeah. that's right, like right. four games where it's like decent teams. All the other teams, Detroit, Philly, uh, Jacksonville, yeah. Cincy, Atlanta, those Houston. Are all wins. Like, those are all wins. Yeah. I think Tennessee takes another step back. So I think they beat Tennessee. But where do they play Green Bay? 
This, this is San Francisco. Week home, three. Right? Week three at home. Okay. Oh, week yeah. three at home. So yeah. that could be a 10 point win for San Fran. I think San Fran wins that game. I don't like. Yeah, two years, I like two that it's the ago. third week. I like that yeah. it's at home. And I, yeah. like week three, they're going to be healthy. They're going to have both back. So they don't have to go to Lambeau and play in the cold at the end of the no. season. They, they, if, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't do better than Aaron Rodgers has done, that could get ugly, that game. Because when they last played twice in a season, it is hard to get humiliated twice in a season. It is hard, and, and that's what Green Bay did. They got humiliated twice in 2019. Well, yeah, so they're going to be out for blood. Like, they, they remember yeah. that. They're going to be. That, but I don't think they had the roster to, to fulfill their revenge, yeah, to satisfy the, their revenge. The concern I have is that. They don't match up. Like, I think the last time they played Devontae Adams, I don't quote me on this, I don't think he was healthy. Mm-hmm. So the Niners weren't playing the Packers at full strength. Um, the Niners secondary to me is their questionable area. So it really is going to be a matter of how much pressure they can get on Rogers, mm-hmm. like making sure. him move off his spot, making him throw off balance, making him throw, t- you know, too soon, like hold the ball, take sacks. Like if they can't do that, I don't know. I, I'm I'm worried about their secondary. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Warner so. Warner though, Fred Warner is one of the best, if not the best, pass covering linebackers. Fair enough, but he's so just he one guy. Help. Like their sure. corners and safeties are the ones I'm I'm But you got I'm Eric sure Armstead. About. You got Eric Armstead going up the yeah. middle. Green Bay yeah. just got rid of they just let go of their center, Corey Lindsay. He went to the Chargers. Yeah. Um so Eric Armstead's gonna terrorize the inside of that line. And Hope then so. <laughs> whoever whoever Green Bay has at right tackle Joey Bose is just gonna. Sorry, Nick Bose is just gonna terrorize him. He's gonna be like a fucking drum. Eat him alive, yeah. He's gonna be. No, like I a think. Drum. So I agree with you. I mean, I I think the the Niners win that game. I can't wait for it to be honest. But, I, yeah, I I'm excited. I'm excited to see the Niners back at full strength. I can't. I watching that preseason game and what they were doing with the two quarterbacks, like that was fun to watch. For sure. Um, I mean, I still listen. I said this in one of our our previous uh, episodes, but. I don't, I don't like the draft pick. It's not that I don't like Trey Lance. It's not that I don't think he could be good. I just don't agree with the potential argument. Okay. Drafting a guy on potential is, and I is, don't necessarily agree with the trade up to get him. Right. Like you gave because, us so much for this guy that has so much potential, but nobody gets rich off potential. Like and, I and just he have a, a hard time. Probably with that. would have been available at their existing pick, and if yeah. he wasn't, what's the worst? Just would have Fields. happened. Justin yeah. Fields, right? You know, oh, so, I know this hurts. This hurts me. To me, <laughs> to me, it was worth taking the chance to not trade up to that pick and let it come to you. Let the pick come to you, and and whoever was available at that point would have been good value at that point i mean if uh, if lance and, and jones and fields all went before the 12th pick i would have been pissed but yeah i think i see what you guys are saying because i'm i've been defending trey lance in our chat for a while right because i think he's going to be really really good but i see what you're saying now in that me personally i think he's worth the number three overall pick 
but it's difficult to make the argument that he was a valuable pick or rather worth the the value of trading up like what three first round or whatever they gave up like yeah i think if if they just had the third overall pick just if they just had it anyways like he's worth it but Maybe. trading up another couple first round picks plus that makes that value probably comes I, different because i don't know i don't remember were you in i don't know whether you, i can't remember whether you were on the the call with us when we went over this about the rookie quarterbacks but my yeah. issue with it is that fields i have a problem with guys coming out of college without a resume okay so trey lance he's a one-year starter in a shit division he didn't play last year like how do you draft him number three so he's an athletic freak but he didn't show any of the skills as far as I'm concerned that you need to be an NFL quarterback. He wasn't throwing to the best receivers against the best defenses. He wasn't hitting his second and third reads. He was throwing to wide open guys. Yeah. He was running over people. He's he's, he's a great runner. He can run over people. He can juke. He's fast. He's big. He's strong. Okay, great. He's Cam Newton 2.0. But better thrower, I'd say, more natural thrower. I, I yeah, it, he looks more natural throwing the ball, so the potential is there, and he's shown the touch and and the ability to make those throws, the talent. But I haven't actually seen him do it against, you know, for long enough, and against the competition that gives me confidence he can do it in the NFL. Fields did it for three or four years. Was he a three or four year starter at Ohio State? Three years? I think three year starter. Three year starter at Ohio State. They were challenging for a national championship every single year. He did everything right. He can make every throw. He's athletic. He's smart. He's he's the complete package. I just don't know how you you don't take him. And Mac Jones, I mean, the argument I'll make for Mac Jones is he played for the best college football team in the country. And his his evaluations were he's accurate, extremely accurate. He processes quickly. He gets to his second and third reads and throws with balance and accuracy to his second and third reads. But he's not athletic. Mm-hmm. I mean, so what? I, I don't know. I just no. That's good. those are good arguments. I I'm really I'm, good I'm, arguments. I'm rehashing what I said in, in yeah. an ep, you know our episode a couple of weeks ago. But basically, like, who are the two best quarterbacks of our generation? Manning and, and Brady. Right. Brady's and the best. Neither ever. one of them has an athletic bone in their body. Uh, Brady's a baseball player. Brady, Rel- Brady's a uh, relative yeah. to Brady's a baseball everyone player. else we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, he can throw a baseball. Yeah, great. <laughs> He, he, can he really has an step. arm. That's it. Like he Manning can really, can barely even throw a football. Yeah. yeah. Towards the end of his career, he's throwing like 30 yards and struggling. Right. Sure. But the point is, Starting he, his even, career, at, even in his prime, <laughs> in, in, in his prime, he couldn't throw the ball more than 45 yards. Mm-hmm. But it didn't matter. He could process. Right. He could see the field. Yeah. And he understood you are right. things that other people didn't. Like the brain was there. And I, I just, anyways, I just, I'm not to say that Trey Lance won't get there. 
but I just don't agree with with drafting a guy that high that you have to coach up that much just to get yeah. the value out of him. When there was two sure. other guys there sure. that no, no, and if you're point. and and I know this is like early, early, early to be saying stuff like this, but if you watch the preseason, I'm seeing it out of Fields and I'm seeing it out of Jones. Jones just beat out Cam Newton for the starting job. Yeah. Trey Lance, I'm sorry, but what I've seen, <laughs> not impressing me. Yeah, he's going to need a redshirt year. Um, obviously, if he's not, like, for him to be worth the pick, he'll need to start next year and be good next year. And not just, like, you know, middle of the pack. Like, he's going to have to be top 10 next year. He's going to have to be Herbert-esque next year to be worth that pick, in my opinion, um, considering how much they give up for him and where they drafted him. I, I don't I don't even think that, necessarily. I think, I mean, if he turns into Aaron Rodgers, if he sits for two or three years and then turns yeah. into Aaron Rodgers, he's worth the pick. I just don't I just don't know that he's going to. And yeah. that's the thing I struggle with, especially when point. you see the other two guys that were sitting there. Yep. I mean, he throws a nice ball. When he is settled and he sees the receiver, he can get it to him. But the only passes that I've seen him make accurately are first reads where he's not looking off the safety, he's not doing anything fan- fancy. He sees his first read and the guy is wide open. Mm-hmm. And and Mac Jones, um, someone I, I kind of was clowning on a little a little unfairly probably just because I have a tough time trusting Alabama quarterbacks. Yeah, um, Just because they, they have everything. But Mac Jones, from all the quarterbacks the first round uh, that I've seen in preseason, he's looked the most polished, and that includes Trevor Lawrence. Like Mac Jones yeah. was – he was making reads even on right. bootlegs when he was getting out of the pocket. Yeah. He, he was showing that he had the capability to be elusive. If not even take, he can't take off and run for it all the time, but he has an elusiveness to him that, that he's hard to sack. Right. And he's not, he's not tiny either. He's like six, four. So he is going to be a harder guy to tackle when he puts a little more bulk on his frame and kind of leans out a little, but Mac Jones, what impressed me the most about him was he, I, I saw him actively, First, second, third read down the field, hit this like hard throws, like down the seam, yeah. corners to the sideline. Like, just the big field, one I've... for me is second and third reads. Can you hit and can yes. you make an accurate throw to your second or third read in tight coverage? Because he could that... do it anytime yeah. Lance went to do that. The ball was behind his receiver, yeah. it was high, he was sailing it, he was missing them. It like, yeah, he was a mess when he tried he's to go gonna... to the second and third read. He's well, and, to... and this is what I throw. said, this is what I said pre draft was when I looked at Mac Jones's tape, I saw what I what I considered pro throws. Yeah, he was throwing to really great receivers. And and I mean he he had plenty of throws where he was throwing to wide open guys and everything, but he had plenty of tape showing him making it through his reads, throwing nice balls in tight coverage to the right read. Whereas the tape just didn't exist for Lance. Mm-hmm. It just, there, there wasn't enough there when he chose to throw it. It was because the person was wide open and, and he didn't have to try. Um, so, it, you know, it's not to say that he can't grow into something, but to me, you know, he, he's uh, an unknown. He's a question mark. Yeah. until proven otherwise right. and and he hasn't proven otherwise yet and as Whereas, hard as i've been on on zach morris sorry frosted wilson. tips zach wilson 
He's he's looked better than I he thought. He looked good, too. man. I watched him the other night, and he made this throw down the middle of the field on third and eight. Looked off the safety, delivered this strike down the middle on a rope, like accurate. Hit Corey Davis first down, like gain of fourteen. It was nice, and then and then he did it again the next drive or the next the next series, and he drove a ball to the outside and and hit a tightly covered receiver at the sidelines on a on a comeback and um like that's the type of thing and and they weren't his first reads you know he's moving his eyes he's he's moving the defense he's doing some things that um i wouldn't expect uh necessarily out of a guy who i mean i think he was only a one-year starter as well so as much as i don't yeah as much as i don't like one-year starters coming out of college because i i usually think they need more uh reps more experience um, he was impressive. So, uh, anyways, this is the preseason, but hopefully that uh, that continues. We'll see. It would be nice for my prediction on the Jets to be wrong. <laughs> and just to add to that quickly, um, I I would probably argue, even though I was very high on Trey Lance in the whole pre-draft process as well, um, he probably looked the worst of all the quarterbacks drafted. Justin Fields looked good, but I think Justin Fields was. He probably looked the best at times, but also had some like he he was very inconsistent. Justin Fields, but he still looked overall pretty good. But what I noticed from Fields was there were a lot of checkdown passes or just scramble and run away, use your legs. He did make some nice throws as well, but a lot of running back checkdowns, right? And this is my other my last piece of praise for Mac Jones, who again I was the lowest on him pre-draft, as Will can attest. There were many Easter conversations where I was just shitting on. Mac Jones unjustly, I'll say now, and he has looked sensational. Granted, that was with I gotta the, say the we're getting a starters. very different Chris here with your brother not in the in the chat. <laughs> it's if he was here, you would just be belligerent. Oh yeah, if he was here, you'd just be taking a dump all over Mac Jones. Yeah, I feel no, I feel like I would be a little more fair, but definitely a little more a little more boisterous for sure. For sure. I, I, I always got to – his ego is so inflated, my brother. I love him. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, he would be he would be saying some, you know, he would be, he'd be throwing the hot takes out there about oh, Mac Jones. He's and you'd, been be, saying... you'd be trying to take him down a peg or two. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. As, as, as soon as I hear Phil say he's the next Tom Brady, that's when I, that would just set me off. That would just set me off because I have such respect for Brady. This might be Well, I don't know. We, did I mean – you guys saw that meme floating around this week. Showed Mac Jones with his shirt off, with a cigar, and next to yep. uh, next to Cam. Yeah, I, I don't know. He doesn't look like the next Tom Brady. He looks more like the next Ben Roethlisberger. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was striking. <laughs> but he looked like a like a a chest freezer. <laughs> Built like a freezer. You just Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But not, not, not what you would expect from an NFL quarterback. But you know, we we've all seen pictures of uh, Tom Brady coming out of college. <laughs> he did not look like that's an NFL true. Quarterback. We'll just, say, we'll just say equally unimpressive. Yeah, he, he was sure. a little bit on the other end of the spectrum. You know, uh, yeah, you. yeah. Brady was kind of a rake, and yep. Mac Jones is the chest yeah. freezer. So, you know, maybe together they make one normal NFL quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but no, not even that. Like normal NFL quarterbacks like now are much more akin to Cam. Together they make one average quarterback from the nineties. <laughs> they don't make an average contemporary quarterback. But I think uh, Brady, 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 that famous picture from Brady, he looks like a malnourished, nerdy yeah. gamer that hasn't been eating anything but Red Bull for the last uh, week. He looks like a baseball player. Let's be honest. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't look like any type of pro athlete I've ever seen. But no, he looks like Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> you ever seen the yeah, draft Collins picture of Chris Collinsworth back in the day in his undies? No, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, I got to pull that up, guys. That That is a beauty. He but, looks like a scrawny grade nine. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Like JV player out there. <laughs> I, I, Chris Collinsworth. I just typed in Chris Collinsworth draft, and immediately it pops up. It finishes the sentence for me. Draft photo. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do I get this? Okay, I want to pull this up in the. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> I want to pull this up in our chat, and then we got to wrap it up. But do we want to? Uh, do we want to make any predictions about where? Uh, Cam is going to end up. Uh, I think nowhere. I think he's. I think he's going to sit the rest of the year out. Really? He's not going to take a. I don't think he's going to take a, a job that's not a starting job, and no team's going to offer him a starting job because he's just so damn limited. You have to build your offense around Cam now. We know what he is. Maybe he could fit in Baltimore as a backup, but I don't see him doing that. I think this is the end of the road. He might get a call. In a year or two, if he wants to humble himself and become a backup, but he's—I think he's done this year. I don't—I don't see him signing anywhere. You don't think he's it. humble enough to uh... take a backup role? No, no, I don't. no. And that's one of the reasons he left. New- I think that's probably one of the reasons he left New England, or he got cut. Is probably he was saying, "I don't want to be a backup to." No, it's Jones. because he's saying, uh, "I don't want to be vaccinated." That too, <laughs> that too for sure. But that, is that, that always that? Is that the thing? No, I mean, it's been They said said, it wasn't. I mean, they said, no, no, we wouldn't do that. The Patriots have been very diplomatic about it. Unlike Urban Meyer, who said he cut, uh, who was it? Because of (laughs) he actually said out loud that they looked at his vaccination status in in cutting, uh, I forget who it was with the Jags. Tebow? He's taken <laughs> no. Um, he's taken some heat for that because you know uh, the NFL, the NFLPA is actually like looking into it because it's just it's not something you say. Now he tried to backtrack it and say, "Oh well, you know, like uh, I just meant in terms of we have to consider a player's availability." And sure, uh, okay, but I don't know that that's something that you keep in your inner thoughts, man. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree with that. But no, I think I think Cam, his vaccination status is definitely going to play a role in him not getting signed because if he doesn't get vaxxed, and this is the second time now he's going under, under COVID protocols, last year being the first when he got COVID, and now he's going under protocols again. It's just like, can you trust Cam to make the smart choices? Like what happens if he, even if he decides to become a backup and some team signs him, what happens if their quarterback goes down? Do you think that organization is going to be happy having Cam as a backup, knowing that he is, you can't trust him a thousand percent to be there when you need him? Because again, what happens if he gets COVID and then the quarterback he's supposed to be a backup to gets injured? Then they're on to the third string guy. Like, I just don't see him this year getting signed. And, and I don't know, to me, when you bring in a, a quarterback who's, you know, 
30 plus years old uh, as a backup, you're expecting them to be a little bit of uh, a veteran presence. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Thrower. (laughs) (laughs) Excel. Oh, no, that's terrible. Ah, let's get this out of here. Nick, Nick, you need to take that uh, Collinsworth off your background. (laughs) You got to make it a full-size poster in your your basement. (laughs) I couldn't figure out how to share it with you guys. Yeah, his junk was at eye level. Just just, just Collinsworth junk behind my my, my left ear. (laughs) No, what you do is you click present Uh, now. Present now? Yeah, Yeah, and then select the window. Yeah, that's oh, it's like the second window. button from the from the hang up button. Oh, I gotta do that. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it. Oh no, I don't know. I can't do. That's not coming up right for me. All right, never mind. Anyways, needless to say, he looks. Uh... Yeah, he looks like um... Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That was really I got distracted there. That was anticlimactic. <laughs> Anyways, uh Cam. Yeah. Uh so you think he's too proud to to take a job anywhere and be a backup. Yeah. He's not gonna that, go the Mike Vick route and just kinda hang no, around for a few years no. as a backup. No, that and the fact that he's unvaccinated, like no team's gonna take take those two combinations. Yeah, fair plus enough. he can't plus he can't throw. Like there's probably yeah. only three spots he could land. And I don't Oh, know there he that. is. <laughs> he looks like there's, he's a dork. He looks Collins, like he right. like he just finished the twelve hour D and D sesh, <laughs> and is now getting ready for his first like trot out in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> well, first yeah, I remember him telling the, the story too. Month. He went and he went and grabbed the uh, the the O lineman's shorts. Oh yeah, he wanted an, an XL size shorts, just to to look like a fool. He was a bit of a goof. <laughs> Yeah, he's well, like telling the broadcasting booth for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's Will's favorite. FYI, yeah. definitely not mine. <laughs> I, know, I know you're joking. <laughs> We've talked about that. <laughs> he's yeah. grown on me. He's yeah. grown on me. I I don't know that he's gotten worse. I think he's probably gotten better with age. He's a bit of a goof. I, I agree with you, Will. Yeah. Though I know I'm gonna I'm gonna take the words right out of your mouth. Your beef with him is when he 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 analyzes a play wrong and then he hounds a player and just destroys them on air and blames things on them and and that's not yeah. what happened yeah. and it's not their fault. Like yeah, like, that's, I've, I've that's not a good my, look. My my biggest beef by far is the number of times he has misread zone coverage on a yeah. defense. And scapegoated a guy for letting a receiver leave his zone and go into somebody else's zone. Yeah. Just because somebody's not there doesn't mean the guy didn't do his job. So yeah. you know he's done that a number of times. And for me as a receiver, like if you can't if you can't read his own coverage and yeah. and see when the the corner is moving to the flats, I don't know what good are you as an analyst. <laughs> You're not worth a gold, darn it. <laughs> yeah, so that that's my biggest beef with him. Um, yeah. I think he's he's calmed down a little bit in the last year or so, but there, there was a few times that he did it, and, and that got me uh, a little angry at the TV. All right, well, let's, let's 
let's table this discussion because I think this needs to be explored a little more in depth in an upcoming episode. We can uh, we can have a discussion. Okay, we can put some thought into this, guys. All right, and I'm gonna send I'm gonna send send these things out early in the week and in, in one of these episodes to to let you you know percolate and come up with a list. But we're gonna do a list and rank your your five worst announcers. <laughs> we're just sewer them. Okay, we can spend an hour doing that. Phil Sims will be up there too. Oh, Phil Sims. Oh, the, the, the booth gross. fart. Yeah. The booth oh. fart. <laughs> iconic. Iconic. That's what got. Oh, him. That's what he's so terrible. What yeah. a dirt bag. Oh, he's awful. Yeah. I love how he like wafted it too. He's just. Oh my. Ugh. That's All right. Well, really got room with the job. I think that's a great spot to end it. All right. Yeah, sounds I good. I think we, sum, we summed our... up that episode very nicely. Phil Sims farting in the booth. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Things you don't do in the booth. Pleasure, pleasure having you. <laughs> I, love, I love the energy you bring to the show. Tune in, tune in on Fridays for our talking about public poop stories. <laughs> yeah. Exclusively on Spotify. Public, public poop stories. We could throw a couple of fart stories in there too. Those are always a good time. But only if you follow through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or or narrow escape stories. How did you yeah. avoid embarrassment when you had to poop or fart in public? <laughs> Gosh. Or, really... or which child did you blame afterwards? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who took the fall? Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. This deteriorated quickly. Okay, guys. Thank you. for uh, Thanks for showing up today. That was fun. And uh, we'll do it again next week. Sounds good. Okay, take you next week. week. Yeah, fellas.